listeners, and welcome to the Rawcast. My name is James Price, here to take you through the odyssey that is the Brisbane Raw Pod Football. It's not the Brisbane Raw Podcast. It's not a review of podcasts. That's another different podcast that is apparently being planned. And I'm on to you, and we know about you, and we're going to try and completely cut you out of the market with tonight's episode because there's only one other person here tonight with us so far. Dave, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. And look, if for all it's worth, I'm uh, very much pro this podcast uh, that's going to review us. I think they're fantastic. I love their work, and I'm hoping that they give me five stars. I don't care about the rest of the team. Just give me five-star review because um, I love their work. Okay, that's an interesting tactic you're taking. You're already trying to suck up to them. That's a, that's a very interesting tactic. It's a bold move. All, it's a brave all move. about the metrics, mate. If I can get them to help me boost my metrics, then, you know, it's, it's all... all... All for the good. I see how it is, Dave. I see how it is, Dave. Hey, mate, I've got another uh, series to run here, all right? I've got to think about the whole picture. You, you don't bloody stand in the back row of the den with three of them. <laughs> Every week in, week out. All Sorry, right. Because I like to maintain a professional distance for them during the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I get an objective review. Uh, I might maybe get an independent arbitrator in. <laughs> anyway. One star, one star, hello, you're a dick. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, this is um, it is episode six here, and it was a fuck Sydney yeah. week. It was, uh, it was, and it was a real good fuck Sydney week. And our W League team, they went hard, and they absolutely destroyed the pre- the previously undefeated. Hadn't even had a draw. They were completely perfect record. Sydney FC four one four one. Get in, girls. I hadn't I hadn't conceded a goal yet by that stage. Two or something, haven't they? I'm pretty sure they were zero goals against. I could goals, yeah. I will oh, double we, check it, but I'm pretty sure they were zero goals. We scored a lot of goals them that no one else had. Yeah. So it was Brisbane. Just while Dave checks out, it was Brisbane. Sorry, they, considered, they considered one prior to that. That was that was I'm the, that. There go. That was the second to fifth goals they conceded. <laughs> Excellent. This is what we love to see. It was Tamika Yellup getting it started in the eighth minute. Claire <laughs> Wheeler uh, responded for Sydney FC in the eleventh minute, but then it was all Brisbane. Jamila Rankin restored our lead very quickly straight after that in sixteenth. Uh, she also got a second in, in, to top it off for the fourth goal in the eighty-second. And Super Captain Claire poking horn in the 54th minute. Always love a bit of Polk's happy action. 1,126 people in attendance at Leichhardt Oval and a good little um, good bit of support there as well. And the standard booking in the W League, of course, only the one booking is allowed in the W League per game unless the budget is extended for unknown reasons. And it was Charlotte McLean in the 60th minute for Sydney FC. So, uh, and, and from memory, that was actually pretty styling tackling. I think... Very much I think the one yellow card is, is an average out. So if you get a few in one game, it's because there's been none in another game. So they right, can average yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a league thing, not necessarily a Brisbane thing. And I, I don't want to jump teams, but is that does subs work in the same way? Does that... Um... <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Franz Thiessen's joined the um, the rules committee and he's, he's made that a rule that where you just get yeah. to multiply your subs, yeah, if you don't use them on Yeah, way. the great yeah. thing is we're going to have 11 on the bench and make an entire team substitution for the Brisbane, oh. for the A-League side next time out. It's like a, like a hockey match, just an entire yeah, line yeah, change. Yeah, the whole line yeah. change. Love it. Yeah, get around it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yes, no, yes. Anyway, this did top off an, ama- this did top off an amazing fuck Sydney week because <laughs> it was uh, two wins from two while we are down there. Uh, so fantastic work. Uh, and, yeah, so have we reviewed the Wanderers game? Or should we have had that in here? We did We did, We did. did the recording straight after the Wanderers we game. Did too, we did too. We did too. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm already so we're, we're, <laughs> Six points from six points, though, in, uh, in about the space of about five days or four days. So... That's all you can ask for. It's it's the perfect perfect away trip to to Sydney. 
Um, yeah, they can. We conceded one goal uh, in each game, but we're scoring more. And I don't. I could be wrong. I'll double check it. But I think there's only one game we've conceded more than one goal, and that was that City game we won three two. Um, everything else, we've only conceded a maximum of one goal, um, uh, even when we were drawing. So, yeah, the, defensively, rock solid. Um, well, I'll come I on mean, to the next game in a second too. Um... Yeah. Miller Rankin's left back, right? So there's our left back popping up for a double and our centre back scoring. So um our full our full other fullback, um uh Heatley has come up with uh, with one in that victory game as well. So we've got our our back line popping up for four goals amongst the four of them. <laughs> Kimmy Carroll not quite getting on the board yet, but she'll get there. She'll get there. She'll get there, she'll get around it. Yeah, we'll get there. She'll get there, I'm sure, sometimes this season. <laughs> Did you hear are you, I'm not sure I know you were um maybe slightly occupied at the time, but Tamika Yelp, she actually flew home in between the two games with the rest of the squad stayed in Sydney, but Tamika okay. actually flew home for better treatment on her ankle so that she's been struggling with, and she was a live wire in this game. She was fantastic. She was excellent in both games. Like, she mm. was probably one of the best players. Uh, probably was the best player. I think she was given the um, the, the Royal Corps player of the game um, yes, at the game. Was the <clears throat> this one. Um, but um, she was, yeah, incredible. Great effort for her to go back and forth between games, not to trust Sydney physiotherapists to, to do the treatment properly. <laughs> um, right decision in the end because she was incredible. And Sydney if, goes just beyond the games, Dave. It goes to physiotherapy, to treatment centres, right. just a whole lot. We brought in our own chef as well with our own produce. Um, we well, could trust local Zekerson. producers. Yeah, that's right. So um, It's Vickerson and Sydney. They're very much the same. <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know, we had to make sure we, we covered all bases there. But, no, it was um, a really dominating performance. And short of probably the f- you know, first sort of 15, 20, where it was a little bit back and forth, mm. Sydney had some chances. Brisbane had some chances, which you kind of expect when a game kind of kicks off. Both teams filling each other out a little bit, getting a look, take, trying to take a few chances early on. Um, we were pretty dominant from there on, really. Um, there wasn't too much that Sydney were doing that were really having an impact, which is, I suppose, realistically, what allowed players like Polkinghorn and, and Jamila Rankin to be able to pop up with goals themselves. So, um, do I touch on the goals? Have a chit chat yeah, about what we did there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, touch on the goals, absolutely. Like, yeah, you're absolutely. I mean, I'll just back you up there. Like the first twenty minutes, I think there was that confidence that Sydney FC had from mean, you know, they'd gone six in a row. So they had that confidence at the start. But as soon as we sort of and they had a plan to try and um really press us hard, I think. And it, once we started to work through that press and Olivia Chance got into the game and we started to control things, they just didn't have a response. And then the second half, they're down two and a half time. They give nothing second half at home. Like yeah, yeah that's you know, that's Fantastic play, really. Um, so a quick shout-out as well to the Ladies League. I actually listened to their pod prior to this game. Um, and very Sydney-centric in terms of their assessment of, I suppose, their team. You've got an Adelaide supporter, a Western Sydney supporter, or a Sydney FC supporter in that group, so that's understandable. But there were some stats drawn up about the Brisbane Raw um, shooting, number of shots we had for the number of goals we scored. So, and there was a bit like... <laughs> they're terrible. They can only get this many goals for this many shots. We haven't had nearly as many shots. We scored way more goals. Well, eat on that. We have as many shots in the world. We put four past your keeper, and um, and we came home with three points. So <laughs> up yours. Um, and bring on the dirt. Get the, there are there are there are Brisbane Raw fans in that in that ladies league. They can uh, get them on the pod. Get them could get the Brisbane Raw pod. In That's it. I think uh, I did it. notice that um one of the uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers fan um. <clears throat> I cannot think of her name right off the top of her head. Chrissy? Chrissy. Uh, no, not Chrissy. Um, 
Um, he was um, in love with Claire Polkinghorne after the game on um, social media. So um, it helps when you're a Wanderers fan and you just see a team destroy Sydney <laughs> FC. <laughs> you're going to be in love with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we love yeah. our folks. We love our folks. Yeah, I think uh, let's talk with the Coles. Uh, Tamiki Yellow popping up. Um, you know, great cross in and a really good sort of well-controlled header. And well, credit to Chance as well for putting Gilnick in because Gilnick was yeah, on the wood yeah. to cross in, but Chance was in the traffic and found the slot to get it into Gilnick in the first place. Um, yeah, I think that ball opened that, it up. Um, yeah. yeah, the second assist, yeah. That just yeah, that ball up. really opened it up, though, and I think that was what mm. created the chance. Um, Yallop with a header. Mm. Yallop with a header. Yallop with a header. What the hell? <laughs> Yallop with a header. Um, Yallop with a header, Scotty McDonald with a header in the A-League team. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> just how we roll in Brisbane. <laughs> we get our smallest yeah. players out there. Yeah, um, We're headers. scoring headers now. That's all there yeah. is to it. We're just going to score headers left, right, and centre. It's... um. Yeah, incredible, um, incredible goal, um, and really well worked. Like I said, by chance to find that space, get the ball into Gilnick, and the cross from Gilnick was pinpoint. Like it was, there was a defender between, um, I think our two uh, Yellup and the other striker that was up front might have been McKenna. Um, it just it just got enough height and enough distance to avoid the the keeper and avoid the defender. Sorry, and obviously Yellup was not missing from there. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. It was then uh, Sydney FC who scored as well, Claire Wheeler in the 11th. And um, uh, obviously we had the subkeeper. She was in for the previous um, uh, a game, Morgan Aquino. And uh, you know, and unfortunately for this, is not one she'll be happy with. Uh, charged down on the kick. Um, it was, you know what sucks? It was, I mean, not sucks for Claire Wheeler. It was her first goal in like 70, like she's played 72, 76 dub games or something like that. First goal. And just a charge down of the goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I, if I if that was my first goal in seven odd games, I'd be stoked with that. I wouldn't care if it came off a you know a deflection off my ass or off my foot or whatever. Mm. It, it's um, you still scored it, and she chased it down. She put the pressure on. Um, Aquino probably could have gone without the touch, mm. or maybe put it maybe taking a touch into a better area that didn't that allowed her maybe a second way away out of the goal that maybe you know touch back towards the goal line so that she could play out to the left instead of forcing it out to the right. But these are minor little things that it's, you know, for someone that's on a second A league, uh, W League game, sorry, it's these are little things that she can and she'll probably learn from. But um that's it. I think um I, I know uh, a friend of friend of the pod, uh, Mr. Burke, Dr. Burke, he um put it down to her <laughs> make that mistake again, you know, and that's probably quite true. Um and that's it happened and but the first to Wheeler, she was on her bike, like she was quick. Mm. She was not like I think she had a bit of distance between her and um and Aquino when that first touch was taken. So to be able to shut that down, that's credit to her for getting there. Uh, not too much credit because she's from Sydney, but credit to her for getting there in the first place. You know, she's um she's done the business. Yeah, just um and that's what I mean when they were pressing so hard for that first uh 15, 20 minutes. Like that's what the pressure was, and that was a reward for the pressure. But realistically, after that, we were able to work through and then start to really dominate and control the game. So and, and that's where the big change that it came in. Uh and really probably almost a similar sort of level goal <laughs> back the other way. It was uh sort of five minutes later, and uh now you've actually got a whole proper name in there, uh, Matheson Wyman. Uh J-Dot Matheson Wyman, if we want to go for the full proper one there. So she mm-hmm. sort of had a uh, cross sort of shot come in and she's just sort of bundled it straight back down into the feet of Rankin who just had to, to poke it home. So it's... Uh, well, she set yeah, herself I mean, for it too. She, she was able to just kind of set herself and just kind of tap mm-hmm. it away. It wasn't even... It wasn't um, direct pressure either. It was... Um, no. Yeah, and there was a player right behind her too. There was a player that would have been there for those sorts of loose balls off the you know, off the keeper, but Rankin was ahead of her. Um, yeah. And... 
didn't, and oh, maybe she was wrong footed and she didn't kind of get herself back. But Rankin was got held her nerve, <clears throat> got her feet right, and put the ball in the back of the net from not very far out, maybe four yards. But um, yeah, Hecker with a with a tidy little ball, uh, a tricky ball that um, that uh, Jada Wyman wasn't able to get to. So yeah, pretty bad error though. She really should have had that Rankin. Duncan's two goals are fortuitous, but we'll take them every yeah. day of the week because, you know, it's, um, there's, there's has, something that's what has to be punished. You have to punish those yeah. mistakes. And there's something to be said to be Johnny on the spot sometimes, right time, right spot, you know, and that's a that's a habit as well. Just weird that it's our left back popping up there. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it was interesting actually. Uh, so Sam Lewis, um, who writes a daily, uh, not daily column, she'd probably love to write a daily column about women's football, but she writes a weekly column, uh, uh, column for ESPN, and she really picked out. Uh, actually, maybe that was one wasn't ESPN, it might have been someone else. Doesn't matter. Sam Lewis, uh, and she picked out Jamila Rankin is how well she's been doing at left back, and especially with Steph Catley's injury for the Matildas. Like, where's the next option? Because Left back's not a position with a lot of depth for Matildas, and yeah, Jamila no. Rankin. She picked her out in the in the preview for the weekend. Uh, yeah, she's come up stumps for picked her, her right. uh, with yeah. the double. So you know, and she'd be a she'd be a really big dark horse. So that's not something that you take. Oh yeah, she'd a be a bolter. Yeah, bolter. Olympic bolter. <laughs> bolter, but then like like. Australia doesn't have great left backs in in women's football. Like it's Steph Catley, and then it drops off very quickly. Normally, it's pushing someone like a Keller Knight in there, or you know, it's the the classic of when Matt McCry played left back for the Socceroos. It's just we mm-hmm. we shoehorn someone else in. So if you want a dedicated player, maybe not straight away, but hey, if she keeps developing, why not? Well, uh, again, Olympics is probably a good breeding ground for that. Then, it, if that competition actually goes ahead, you could absolutely bring her in as maybe a squad player, even if it's like a train on squad team member. Yeah, and say, cool. This is the setup. She's seventeen. I mean, the fact she's getting game time. I think her and Heatley are seventeen. Are yeah, talking? I think they're only just out of heart. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, so two both. very young fullbacks that are our starting fullbacks, and both of them are doing fantastic. And mm. yeah, if if, if she's Sinclair, I actually didn't see Rankin at that point until probably recently. I didn't see her as maybe being at the upper end of, I suppose, out of the left-backs across the competition until that's the last game or two. Um, and if she's a dark horse for something like the Olympic squad, or even, you know, just a train-on sort of member, then, yeah, great, because yeah, she could okay. be a carpenter. Ellie Carpenter got in, got the gig really early on. She was, like, 16 when she played in the Matildas, so yeah, nothing yeah. to say Rankin couldn't couldn't kind of take advantage of that moment and, and push on a little bit as well and become a you know, the understudy to Steph Catley and get the occasional game here and there. And you know, it could be could be a really exciting sort of opportunity if that was to come up. Um, and she's Absolutely. doing the business in the, in the dub to, I suppose, warrant it. And that's it was one of those areas where we thought like we knew we knew what we're getting with Polks and King Carroll at the back line. It's like, well, how are the fullbacks going? We've gone young and they've both paid dividends so far. So, yeah. It's I think fantastic. they're both young Matildas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jamila Rankin's definitely been in and out of young Matilda squads. I think we're now in Healy as well. So, yeah, I mean, hell, she's still probably eligible for a couple of... If she's only 17, there'd be like an under-20s or I don't know off the top of my head what the young Matilda's teams are. But, yeah, there'd definitely be still like another young Matilda squad or two that she could make if they... they Once they start back up after COVID sort of thing. So, yeah. Sure. Fantastic. Um, Probably, and... Is there much more we need to say probably about, while we're on Jamila? Do we need to say much more about her second goal? Or really sort of just on the spot again and um, probably more goalkeeping? Well, her, her second goal was majorly a goalkeeping error, really. It was, yeah. I think it was technically attributed to her because it was on target. And yeah. 
if the keeper had not touched it, it was going in. But it was 100% a keeper error because the, uh, well, I mean, all she had to do was hold on to it and she's pushed it into the back of her own net. It was yeah. terrible goalkeeping. Absolutely yeah. horrible goalkeeping. But we'll take it. She's played for, I should point out, uh, Rankin's played, just checking here, AFC Under-16 Women's Championship. She played, had four appearances. And mm-hmm. what's that B stand for? I don't know. Bookings. Right, she's got a, a couple of bookings in, in six appearances for the under-16s. So, okay. um, yeah, she's she's played national teams before. But, yeah, um, yeah. so she's, um, she, she's, she's doing all right. She's got the opportunity to really push on. And I think yeah, this season could be the making of her. Absolutely. And probably then lucky, lucky, well, not the last goal, but uh, Claire Polkinghorn, just classic Polks at a corner, power header, Getting there before the before the opponent and just powering at home. Goalkeeper can do nothing. Defense can do nothing, and we have a very happy Claire Polkinghorne celebration to watch. And she does the little baby, the little baby cradle uh, for for obviously Mini Gory. So um, yeah, I'm um, just just classic classic Polks, I would say. On Polks, remembering the um, the player that has left the squad and and honouring her uh, future bub. So yeah, now she's. Excellent, excellent sort of drift into the penalty area. She's that's how she scores about ninety five percent of her goals is yeah. um, off corners and and uh, getting ahead on the end of things. Um, she's a class class player to get on the end of things like that at the right time, and that's why she's played for the national team and scored goals that way. That's why she's played for Brisbane for almost one hundred and fifty occasions. Actually, almost one hundred and fifty occasions. I think she's one forty eight. I think the things that the stat said. So you know she's um. Done the business again against Sydney, yep. so get in. Get in, absolutely, lover. And we cannot go past without mentioning the couple of huge saves that, uh, you know, obviously we talked about a mistake earlier, but she certainly recovered, did Morgan Aquino, for a couple of huge saves. She made one in the first half, a diving way to her right, and then the save at the end of the game. Oh, that is just top class um, goalkeeping. Just pulled it out of the back drawer, strong fit, a strong arm to get it away uh, around sort of the post and, yeah, just fantastic goalkeeping. We spoke about this, um, uh, I suppose, last or last week as well after the Western Sydney game, where she was able to pull out that last minute save to save as a point, you know, to, or to, to keep yeah. the three points instead of dropping two. Um, she's a decent young keeper, you know. She can. She's obviously a really good understudy for. Um, uh, I completely forgot her, her name. Gina Worth. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So she's obviously she's she's good enough to to do the business as an understudy. She can you know, when Worth's not quite up to maybe up to scratch. Yeah, if Worth goes through a form form slump, Aquino, you know, you can put in there and you know you've got some some quality um quality backup. And she's only nineteen as well. You know, she's got years ahead of her too. So it could be a battle between those two for um uh you know for that number one spot over the next few years and. You know what? That's fantastic. I'd, having a battle for that sort of position um, is, is exactly what you want. You want two keepers pushing themselves to really kind of, you know, get to that the best they possibly can and only succeed as a result. It's going to be good for yeah. Brisbane. Now, this is an absolutely bizarre stat. <clears throat> How did we win 100% of the aerial duels? That is just incredible. A website said it all. Aerial yeah. jewels, 100% to Brisbane, Sydney FC, none. Every yeah, single one. Yeah, you have just... to wonder how many jewels there were for that sort of a stat mm. to come up because it's 
it's not necessarily you know headers that were uncontested. These are these are jewels. So these are contested. Two players going up, but 100. <laughs> percent How does that happen? Just shows that you've um. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't know. We were on our game. They weren't. That's that's essentially what that stat tells you. We were just a dominant force um, in anything yeah. that was contested. Dominant ball over the field. Yeah. Despite the fact we had more possession, we were winning the tackles 30 to 19. And yeah, just uh, absolutely sort of just dominant, really. That's, you know, it was an absolute dominant. And, you know, well done to the to the good ship as well for how well he's, cap- he's uh, got the team moving in the right direction. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's all happy smiles up here in Brisbane Rowland. Anything more you want to say about that game, Dave? Uh, Fox Sydney. Uh, it's a yeah. perfect metaphor to end it on, I think. A saying as well. We've got more of that this week, by the way. There's still another fuck. Fuck Sydney week does not end on that. It does. No, it no, does. It we'll get it onto does. onto that for later on. Mm, it does. That does leave our a women's team that in the W League in a second spot. Uh, those couple of early draws hurting us a little bit there. Played eight, won four, drawn four, lost none. So we're now the only undefeated team left in the league. And it's 17 goals, four, six against 16 points on the board. Fantastic work. Let's uh, now the next game for them. It's uh, Brisbane versus Perth here on Sunday after um, yeah, evening, I think you call that. On uh, 21st of February, so 6.05 at Lions Stadium this time, uh, back where they do most of their training as well. So it's always a probably, I feel like they they most feel at home probably at Lions Stadium, does our W League team. Uh, so, a lot of games there. Yeah, a absolutely. Lot of games. Plus Redcliffe is cursed, so and the W League team should never ever play in Redcliffe ever again. Uh, so, you know, I'm very happy to see this Lions game, and I know people who live uh, south of Aspley will also be happy to see a game at Lions. <laughs> Uh, so that is, yes, Sunday evening, 6 p.m. kickoff. And uh, they're currently in ninth position of Perth Glory. They've played three, drawn one, lost two, because they've just had a real struggle to even get games with all the border closures and stuff like that. So goals for two, goals against uh, four, one point on the board. Mr. Ben, you've missed him, mate. You've missed the W League talk. I'm very disappointed in this. Uh, I'm going to give you I, one minute I, to just I, give your overall thoughts about the W League, because otherwise we're moving on. We've already covered I, it all. No, absolutely. I thought that fuck Sydney, and secondly, fuck. We said that. Yeah, we definitely Um, said that. (laughs) But holy fuck! I don't think we said it three times. You might have to say it a third time just to cover it. Fuck fuck Sydney. Fuck Sydney. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it was an exceptional performance. I thought that we absolutely fucking bossed it all over the park. I thought Morgan Aquino, what a fucking queen! Oh, um, I thought that you know chance. Fucking uh, Jamila Rankin, just absolute fucking stars. And what did I say about Gilnick going on tears of fucking, you know, score, you know, form? Just she's ridiculous. Like, and the other thing, Jada Wyman fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jada Wyman, you know. Thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, you are, you know, not as good as either of our goalkeepers. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> Maybe David Wine. Maybe she really is Wanderers at heart, and she's a sleeper agent. Secret agent man. Secret agent man. Um, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy, uh, you know, Sydney being, you know, uh, shown up to be the frauds they are. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, enjoy in the coming weeks. (laughs) Absolutely. 
<laughs> right. I think you pretty much summarised our entire chat there in that minute there, Ben. So well done. Thank you for that. Is that an old school sort of shortcast? Is that is that what I've just done? Pretty yeah, much. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll just actually cut it out and just have that. And that's the, the only thing you the only thing you didn't mention was that Brisbane won one hundred percent of aerial duels, but we covered that off, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And also just the constant mentions on the broadcast. Oh, you know, Brisbane are very strong in the air. Very very tall team. <laughs> Yep, because we won every single duel in the air. <laughs> Literally yeah. every single duel. It's amazing. It's amazing for a team that we, I feel like a year ago we were complaining about how short we are. So, yeah, we seem to have turned around pretty quick. Every team yeah. we have is short. <laughs> Let's move on to the A-League. Uh, and it was, uh, this is a bit more of a disappointing no, game. No, did, we, did, we mention, we, did we mention the next game for the dub? We said it's going to be at Lions. Lions against Perth, yeah. And yeah, Perth have and- basically not played because COVID. And um, we should absolutely destroy them. Okay, that's yeah, all Perth I wanted to say. Yeah, Perth, yeah, Perth are no good. That should be a comfortable win. Famous last words. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's move on to the A-League. It was Brisbane Raw nil, Newcastle Jets nil. Uh, 7,319 7, settling into their pods out at the Morton Daly Stadium. It is officially that now. And it's even changed its name on, on the old Google Maps, the most important place we need to update your name. Uh, it was booking a big giant banner in front of the league's club, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it still very much seems like Dolphin Stadium everywhere else when you actually look around. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Uh, bookings Luca Perso in the 57th minute for Newcastle, Jesse Daly in the 65th. We'll get on to him. Uh, Tom Aldred in the 75th minute, and Roy the Boy O'Donovan in the 81st minute for Newcastle. Uh, it was, I think you'd call this one yeah, a frustrating game, Dave. Yep. Yeah, you would. Um, it, it had everything that didn't quite go our way. Um, balls just crossing the back line as just offside. Goal kicks that should have been corners. Yeah, it, it's everything, didn't it? That um, yeah, just kind of just kind of fucked us around a little bit. Um, I think the the two goals that Danzaki scored that didn't get called goals in the end were probably the most frustrating part because, of course, the ball that was meant to be over the back line, which, as, as we spoke previous to the show, Pricey, um, yeah, it was uh, was called immediately by the linesman. Like, he didn't wait for VAR. He threw the flag up before the ball went in the back of the net, and there wasn't much time between the ball crossing the line and the ball being in the back of the net. So he called that early. But um, there was obviously VAR does a check. In fact, there's no camera. Not even just. In fact, someone put a camera phone on the on the fucking line and just check to see if it's hey, gone this over. Is Fox, this is Fox Sports. The only well, if you're in like the you know fuck VAR camp, the only positive to all this Fox Sports cost cutting around cameras and stuff like they just cut back all the cameras at the game. To I mean, it's not a bare minimum. The bare minimum is what they do for W League, but if you can even call that coverage sometimes. But yeah, like the, you know, all they hey, have. Hey, hey, tuba guy. Deserve to be on that coverage. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's famous forever now, Tuba guy. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, this is the downside, right? They cut back. We don't have camera angles for VR to actually do much to should, prove any incidents wrong. Should we ask Brisbane Raw to just chuck a couple of cameras on the line, say it's for their, uh, you know, for their for their personal analysis, and just pass <laughs> the feed onto the VAR for when they need it. Only when they need it, though, then it might be positive for us. Is that what you're saying? Just other yeah, time, yeah. Obviously, we have full access to the coverage, so we say when they can use it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we could get behind this, Dave. We could get behind this. 
Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a it was a frustrating. And look, it's fair to say I think the wind was was a major factor. It was blowing sort of diagonally across the ground straight again, which is maybe going to be the the standard Seven uh, Eleven Doctor as we're calling it around here, just sort of that diagonal across the ground where if you're watching the camera, it sort of heads towards the bottom left uh, from home. So you know, and it it just it really impacts and makes it hard to judge your sort of you know great crosses and stuff like that. And but. I felt at times we played it pretty stupidly as well. Like we're sort of lumping up high balls or getting caught in the breeze, trying to get Wenzel Halls in behind against Bugard and Topple Stanley. It's like, and the ball is holding up in the breeze. Like, uh, hello, that's never going to work for us because those two guys know how to head a ball away. Like, you know, that's just fodder for those two day in, day out. And, and we very rarely were able to really slip Wenzel Halls in behind to, to get a great opportunity and... We yeah. played against Newcastle at their ground. That both of our goals came because the ball was on the deck. We didn't put any balls into the box, you know, whipped, in, and that was with no wind. You know, we didn't mm. um, win anything in the air against Newcastle because they got two bloody hours for centre backs. So, you know, there's no point trying to whip balls in and trying to float them over the top to try and win headers because it's just not going to happen against Newcastle. You got to be smarter against them. You got to play it on the deck. You got to move the ball around and. For two towers of centre-backs, they're not quick, right? So that's how you get around them. You, you beat them with pace on the deck. Um, we tried to not only fight the two towers in their back line, but the wind, and that's just fucking dumb. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it. We just didn't seem to play smart football for the conditions and who we're up against. And and Newcastle just set up a bit better to try and... Uh, they were the away team. They didn't really have to bring much attacking impetus into the game. And, you know, many times they were sitting quite defensively you know, two real banks of four, quite a, quite a fair chunk of the game as well. So, yeah, and it just made it really hard for us to, you know, we couldn't really use the wing to, the wind to our advantage to get down the wings and get crosses in because it was just too unpredictable. And other times, you know, they'll just pack bang and we really struggled to play through them. Um, you look, one, the one goal that Dan Zach has called offside for, hmm. uh, that, that was all the deck. That was O'Shea getting the ball yeah. narrow. And playing Danzaki in, we were not winning anything out wide. Although they were giving us the space, like I said, they had too many, too much tall timber in the middle. And when we were playing the ball on the deck, we had a better opportunity than not. Um, same thing when Wenzel Halls put a shot on target that was saved, but was a goal kick. We'll come to that later. Um, you know, these opportunities were best produced when the ball's on the deck, and we were going probably more narrow. And, you know, you've got your Wenzel Halls, your McDonald and Danzaki all working as like a front three, but like a narrow front three. It only really worked wide when, you know, when, um, when they're on the break. Yeah. And, and even then, you know, it's, it's rare. Ben, do you think they're a bit tired? The Moon Man, he only made the one sub. that has people questioning three games in eight days and we only make one sub in a game. Why? Yeah, look, it, that, it, a bit of Franz Tysonitis um, uh, for this game, I think. Um, the, the you know, as we all remember, the man who did not know what a substitution was. Um, yeah, and and I, I think that did play into it. Like you know, it wasn't exactly as sapping conditions as we've had. Like it was not. Like it wasn't an unpleasant. Uh, I mean, to be honest, the cloud cover came over perfectly. Yeah, yeah. to make it nice and cool. Yeah, it wasn't unpleasant sort of general conditions for football. It was really just the wind. And that's the sort of thing you've just got to play into. And realistically, that's the sort of thing we should be, you know, using to our advantage. As I mean, we did have one chance of note directly from a corner. That's the sort of shit we should have been doing 
all game, playing for corners, literally trying to score directly from a corner. Like, that's the sort of shit you do in conditions like that. You just do unconventional shit with your knowledge of the ground that puts the opposition off. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that... Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right in your assessment that we just didn't play to the conditions. Like, we just tried shit that would work normally. We've seen it work, you know, against victory, you know, even to a lesser extent, you know, you know, losing effort against MacArthur. Like, the stuff that we did that worked was all the same shit we were trying in this match, but we just were not playing to the conditions. Like, you, you can't try that stuff either A, in the conditions, or B, against Newcastle. Like, the, the combination of the two really, you know, killed our chances here. Um, what I did, um, you know, note as well is that, you know, really we had, um, you know, when, whenever we do still come up against a team like Newcastle that is well-organised, it is two banks of four, we still do struggle to break them down. Like, we, we are not mature enough in the in moon ball just yet to, you know, to efficiently break teams down that, that do that to us. And while it could have been different on a different day, this was also just one of these games where you just, you, you kind of knew it, you know, even before halftime, this just wasn't going to be our day. Um, like, you just got the sense from, from the way the game was flowing, like, you know, fuck, are we going to get sucker punched here? Obviously, we had, um, is it Ruel? You will, you will, yeah. Um, you know his absolutely stonking effort that you know flew past Jamie and thankfully onto the post mm-hmm. and not into the, you know, not into the side netting. Um, we're just lucky. I think the uh, the Seven Eleven doctor wasn't blowing quite strong enough there. <laughs> he didn't yet yeah, push it into the. Yeah, not strong enough. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Because mm. that was yeah, a that's, and that's the thing, right? Oh, that was a yeah. thunder bastard of a shot. That, that smacked into the, into the bar. Uh, and that's the thing, right? I'm not sure how much the team actually trains at Dalton Stadium to get used to the conditions. Like, okay, yeah, we're playing there more regularly, but... They train on the uh, Gold Coast, mate. Yeah, we're tra- <laughs> exactly. We're training on the Gold we, Coast. We literally and train about as far as we're allowed to train from it. It's... Yeah. Like, and, and so that's... And I, I can't say I've seen much of us, like, doing captain's runs or anything like that out of Dolphins, so... Yeah, I'm not sure how used to we are getting the conditions. Like, admittedly, we train sort of on a pretty open field, and you know we're well away from the coastline at the back of Carrara there, and there's a big stonking stadium right next door to where we train that probably blocks a bit of breeze. So yeah, just yeah, I'm not sure we've gotten used to it, and it, it's affected both the last two games as well. Like Macarthur definitely played it smarter as well, and sometimes we played in the hands and made it easy. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I. I, I... The, the other thing I did just want to mention as well is that it just coming off the back of that victory game where I felt like everything clicked really for the first time under under Warren. Like, I just feel like this is... I mean, it's not the correction we had to have because we could just have kept doing that. Um, but there was going to always be, uh, you know, revert to the main sort of situation. Like, you know, we, we're not... Prepare to the meeting two game. <laughs> you know, we, yeah, but we're we're not we're not at a point yet where we are consistently gonna, you know, pull out performances like we did against Victory every week. Like that's just not the team we are yet. It's unrealistic to think that we are. Um and Mind you, know, we've we've 
belted victory because they're a shit side. Yeah, Honestly, because they they're, they're, and they're poorly coached. And they deserve it's to like, be dead last. But at the same yeah. time, you're going to expect teams to put them to the sword. So we've done what's expected in those games. It's the other games where we're going to be able to rank ourselves against other teams. So, right, where do we sit against, you know, the Melbourne Cities? Where do we sit against the Sydneys? Where do we sit against these other teams? And um, Yeah, even, even your Central Coasts, yeah. Especially the Central Coast at the moment. Well, Mac- I mean, MacArthur's a good example, right? It's looking at the moment by that we've actually just played the rubbish teams. That's why we were so far up the ladder. Like, we played Adelaide. Adelaide are not that good. And they just got done 4-0 by MacArthur on the weekend. Uh, in the non-New South Wales teams, we are, we're the only one that's gotten a win and a draw out of now eight games, I think it is. And it's six losses for the non-New South Wales. So we've got, and that's against Newcastle Jets, who are arguably possibly the worst team from the New South Wales comp. Yeah, shout, shout out to Ryan's Rovers on Twitter, who pulled out the stat that there's been, if you call it a New South Wales conference and an everywhere else conference, eight games have been played, one win, one draw, uh, and six losses for the uh, non-New mm. South Wales conference. And we happen to be the win and the draw. We've also got a loss. Um, but both of our games we've got points from are Newcastle. And then MacArthur's yeah. the losing yeah. side. So we'll see how we go. <clears throat> we'll get on to the next week's game in a moment, I'm sure. But we'll see how we go against Sydney, who's you know, obviously that New South Wales conference, so to speak, that are doing quite well. They will always do quite well. They've lost a game, but they will always do quite well because they're still resourced properly. They've got a manager which knows what he's doing, um, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, yeah that, that's been one of the interesting things to see and see how it plays out as well. Uh how much did you enjoy Jack Duncan's save of the week, Dave? It was so good it was a goal kick. Yeah. yeah. So good it was a goal kick. It was actually the... Did the referee pick up that it was a goal kick, Dave? Uh, yeah, the referee picked up it was a goal kick. Um, he didn't pick up that it was a save, though. I don't think he would have nominated for save of the week. If he well, had... Sorry, yeah, my bad, my bad. Sorry, yeah, if he yeah, knew, sorry. he might have given a corner. He but... got a corner, yes, my bad. No, sorry, I mean, he didn't. <laughs> but um, I can't believe that. The save of the week on the A-League website it wasn't a save in the game. It was a, it was a goal kick. How, how can you give that? <laughs> Everything's wrong. It, it was a great save. Kudos to Duncan for pulling off a brilliant save. What the fuck was the referee doing? Like, he had an absolute stonker of a game. Stonker, not, stonker's not the right word. He had a shit game. So, Stonker means he had a good game. St- he had a shit game. Like, a terrible fucking game. To the point where... Yeah. You kind of... I don't know what he was fucking doing. pretty new. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't bit. think it had any bearing on the result. And I'd much and prefer... And our goals were legitimately you know, brought out, so... Out, so yeah, like we can't complain about the refereeing why we didn't like you know that we had a legitimate goal ruled out or anything at least. Sorry, Ben, you go. Yeah, yeah, you know that, that that's that's just it because I'm obviously the first to throw brickbats at the referees. Um, but uh, I I think I think I totally agree. It was dog shit, but I also think that it's one of those sort of you know low key dog shit performances where you know it was just. It was probably a little bit shit to both sides, probably a little bit more towards us, but didn't have any real bearing on the outcome. It was just those sort of things like, you know, obvious save being called a goal kick, you know, like shit like that just, you know, it, it all adds up over the course of a game and it might have made like the most marginal difference to a chance of winning. But yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think 
we can really things, yeah, say. It's, it's more things like Thurgate getting away with like just kicking the crap out of people um, all game yeah. and yeah. Yeah. You know, not not hauling those sorts of things back because it may seem like a minor sort of thing, you know, when he kicks the third person in the 30th minute. But if you don't book him at that stage, he's now got 60 minutes where he's going to keep kicking people. All of a sudden, if you book him, he's not going to kick someone that one time that a player is in on goal or, or making a break and, you know, that could impact that particular play. So it's... Oh, that's it's, right. Yeah, It's the, like, the, the moments that, like you said, minor moments that seem small at the time but have an impact later in the game that... Yeah. And of course, if he does then do that thing, he's already on a card. He's going to get another yellow card and go off, and all of a sudden it's ten versus eleven. Now that might mean they just completely lock lock the gate and don't let anything through, or we find more opportunities. You don't know. So That's right. it's those little things that referee has to fucking be able to pick something like that up, where he just didn't. He just fucking yeah. left the. He didn't call fouls on some of them. He it was just you know. It, it didn't feel like he We made we benefited. You go. But we benefited the other way. Like Jesse Daly literally rugby tackled a player to the ground on halfway in what is a you know a textbook professional foul. Like the ball was past him, he just I tackled see. the player to the ground. I see. This is a raw cast. All right, we need to be pro raw. Pro raw, yeah. And it was a great tackle raw. playing for the Redcliffe Dolphins, but he was playing for <laughs> <Central> raw. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, but he doesn't card him and plays advantage away, and somehow doesn't card him, and then and then let's be honest. Uh, pretty average challenge later to actually get his booking. Apparent, yeah, well, that challenge, I think I said before the show, that challenge was an orange card. That was mm. not quite a red, definitely more than a yellow. It was, it was um, Jesse knowing that his next challenge was getting him a card no matter what anyway, so he yeah. might as well go in hard. And let's touch on that because obviously that then led to Warren Moon's one sub. One sub all game, and in my opinion, it was re- reactionary to Daly's booking. So if he didn't get booked there, was Moon going to make any subs? Was he going to make any changes? Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe his intention was to bring Akbari on and play him next to Daly and O'Shea and go to a middle three, which you know, wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world, to be honest. Might have. Um, I think Dan uh, of this parish was, and I were chatting during the game. Now, if he's going to go into a more of attacking sort of or a different formation, he might go back four, bring Truman off and put another man in the midfield. That might have done the job. But... Was he going to make any changes if Ellie didn't get a booking? He certainly didn't look like it. Like, I mean, the subs weren't like they were warming up, but they weren't, you know, they were by the end, like even like with 80 to go, like it's sort of that, you know, where they're just sort of like standing around down in the warm up area, down like, you know, behind, you know, in line with the back of the goal. Like they were just standing down there. They weren't really participating. Like, yeah, it was one of those. Putting an effort in. (laughs) Weird. Like when we have attacking talent on the bench and. Well, you think. Uh, you know, right. you, you want to get Kudo into some sort of match fitness. That's the sort of game you put him on, right? Because he's going to get hmm. some chances against a Newcastle defence. You want him. You want an extra man in midfield that can do a job. Parsons has shown he can do the business against this side in pre-season. Chuck him on there, give him a crack. You know, um, we had a couple of a couple of defensive players, which you're not probably going to bring on at that point of the game unless you have an injury. Um, Jelicic has had all of about three minutes in the end of a victory game. Um, so we don't know what he can offer, but, you know, we, why you have him on the bench if you're not going to use why him? Not? Yeah. I didn't actually realise that Joey C didn't even make the bench in this game. He could not be um, in the game. It's uh, interesting. Newcastle lone player. We yeah. could not put him on the bench. 
Oh, of course, of course, of course. We had this discussion after the last one, but much less impact, much less impactful when we thought he was going to be a starter. But yeah, I mean, you're right. There are three attacking players on the bench there. Well, he hasn't gone any of them in a game where you're struggling to score. Like I don't know. There's there's having faith in your starting lineup sometimes, but uh, yeah, it raises it the needs, question. Needs a little bit of a change there. It raises the question: Do we have like basically twelve players, twelve or thirteen players that he trusts, and then the rest of it's filler? And he's not really too keen on the rest of the squad, or no, it, it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, do you know he, George Mills still exists at our club? Who? Yeah. Who? George Mills is still a player on our books. <laughs> or goal? Yeah, no, maybe we can't bring Golgo until the transfer window opens. I'm not sure. I mean, Golgo yeah, played um, played a preseason game for the youth side, so we know he's definitely able to play. Some description. Maybe it's just friendlies, but. Mel's is he is he in the youth side? Is he he's just coming through the ranks. He's like mid twenties, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's playing in the MPL. I don't. Yeah. That, that sounds like a sort of player play MPL. Um, but Danny Kim, he's not made the bench yet. I'm going to turn off my camera because it's. Um... That's okay. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, where's Danny Kim? <laughs> it's um. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's it's frustrating. So anything okay. we want to cover off from that game? Because to be honest, there wasn't a hell of a lot to really cover off on. Um, so we probably should say actually, your, your a, pie, a shop, your pie really shop's now moved away. In... So yeah, yeah, yeah we now have the donut, the, a, a donut, donut shop uh, with, with some interesting, with the donut place with some very interesting flavors, like a dusty queen. Uh, so yeah, interesting times there as well. Um, yeah, so they, they have some wild flavors, do that, does that donut company. Still good donuts, but you know what? I'm a traditionalist. Just give me a cinnamon donut. That's all I want. Maybe a hot jam, but maybe when we get the middle of winter, we can ask for that. But yeah, to the classics. Uh, yeah, that's probably about all there is to talk about that one. Yeah. yeah. Any more? No, no. I, I just, that's one of those games where that will not live long in anyone's memory, really. Um, <laughs> other than. Um, something that I'm sure that we will get to, um, yeah, which will live long in both of those people's memories. Mm. We'll get to that later. That's on the news. That's yep. okay. Yep. It's on the news. So that leaves us in third place. We've played seven, one, four, drawn one. Uh, lost two now. Uh, that's uh, so 13 goals for eight against 13 points on the board. Next game, though, the next game, it's always a big one. And just and look, we've been showing the way how to how to make it happen. It's Sydney FC versus Brisbane, this time in the A-League, Saturday night, uh, 6 p.m., 10 past 6 p.m. kickoff our time. It's uh, playing at Jubilee Stadium there. So Sydney FC currently in fifth position. Only played the five games. Uh, one three drawn one lost one eight four five against ten points on the board. Had a uh, they didn't play on the weekend due to uh, they were meant to play down in Melbourne City, but that was uh, called off due to the Melbourne mini lockdown, which uh, might have a little bit more about in a second. Uh, well, fuck Sydney. It uh, continues on. What are you expecting from the A League team? To how are they going to fuck Sydney, Dave? Uh, well, you just mentioned we just mentioned a second ago about how we were stupidly just crossing the ball in and 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 doing that all game against Newcastle, and then said how we were just shown how to beat Sydney in the dub, um, which is obviously clearly higher long balls and and um, you know headers. So 
we've had the practice to um, to beat Sydney um, in the Newcastle game because that's all we did. Um, hopefully that practice can pay off when we play against Sydney in the uh, in the A League because yeah, it seems to be high balls into the area for headers. Uh, exactly how you beat Sydney FC um, in in any of their forms, men's or women's. Sydney, excellent, excellent. You're looking forward to a crossfest, Ben, against Sydney FC. I, I am indeed. Cross, I think. Cross, cross. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be much more effective against them than it was was against Newcastle. And I mean, you know, Blind Freddy could have told you that, but um, yeah, it's. Um, I I, th- I think we're going to be much. I think they're a, this season. They're a bit more of a natural opponent for us. Like I I think that the way that our team is structured and the way that we play at our best, <clears throat> I think that we're a very good, you know, match up with them. Uh, so I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be, you know, quite aside from, you know, it being part of Fuck Sydney Fortnight. Um, you know, I think that we're actually, you know, reasonably well matched against them this season. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that, that plays out. More crosses than Jesus at Easter, mate. More crosses than oh, Jesus yeah. at Easter. All right. That is a perfect spot to leave that one alone on. So that will, of course. <laughs> that's that's yes, usually so. what you say to me, Pricey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. I know, mate. Uh, has, Dave, it, has Dave stepped into the into the proper Ben role in this particular podcast? Has he? Well, you weren't here at the start of the show, mate. We had to kind of fill that role to start with, so you know. Understandable. Melbourne. Let's move on to a little bit of news. Uh, Melbourne did have a five-day lockdown. Now the lockdown will be over. I, Things seem to be going okay down there uh, for the moment, roughly. Um, but how I think it might actually affect us is we play Melbourne City and then we're meant to go over to Perth a couple of days later, presumably probably directly straight. Now, uh, you can almost guarantee that the borders will be shut between Perth and Melbourne because uh, they will keep them shut. They've only just reopened them to us after our mini lockdown uh, you know, a number of weeks ago. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how yeah how they do that. I, wouldn't, I would expect one of them to make... But uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, yeah. So just keep your eyes on that. But they're both away games, so it's, it probably won't matter to too many people. Maybe more fans of Melbourne might be a little bit disappointed. Uh, oh, boy. Now this one. Now, the current manager of our only player, Scott Neville, uh, he's um, the manager of his club. Is um, And he's assistant manager, actually. He's made that the assistant manager. Uh, they've had a little bit of trouble, I think you would say, in the last couple of... Uh, Last couple of days, and um, they've gotten themselves into more hot water somehow. I thought he was still suspended, but he was. He, he was. was. Everything happened from the stands. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, what's the what's the the yes? Uh, so the current manager of East Bengal. Uh, he's once again uh, being cited <laughs> for using abusive language. Uh, apparently, in a post game altercation against Hyderabad FC players. Uh, he has been hurling abuses towards the opponent team from the stands. Now, I'm going to assume they're probably playing in front of no one as well, so you can very clearly hear who is hurling the abuse. Correct. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's not learning, is uh, our former old manager. Uh, so, yes, and, a separate, and there's also a separate one where uh, Tony Grant, of course, the assistant, has been making a derogatory comments against both match officials and the head coach of the opposition in the post-match press conference, So, uh, which I think is where he got in trouble uh, last time as well. So um, making friends and how to influence people and uh, in a foreign culture 
just going did down. That, did you mention that Tony Grant got done for the same thing as well, similar sort of stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, so I, didn't, I, I was trying to find the t- original tweet and I missed what you said there, but yeah, it's, um, it's really um, funny. <laughs> yeah, I just... Exactly, like it's just a quote tweet of like one or the other. Like it's Robbie, yeah, you know, Robbie's been in call of the pod, and now then he <laughs> his assistants are just everything's going so well there for uh, we're walking you back anytime, uh, Scotty Neville, if you want to get out of that show. Um, yeah, yeah we, we might have a spot for you in the back line, you'll have to fight for it, of course, but you know, oh, well, uh... yeah, I mean, look, he can probably come on as an 89th minute sub for Kai Truen. There you go, there you go, yeah, it's worse than nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, if or if if Wormery wants to make a sub that game, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he yeah. might not. It, you know, 50, maybe 50. he was. Maybe Warren Moon was protesting the lack of uh, Margate hot bread pies uh, being at the ground, and he's like, "Well, this Fair is enough." Too- maybe he's just not a fan of the Dusty Queen. He's just not a fan of the Dusty Queen donut. <laughs> just the without saying the word donut, the the name Dusty Queen sounds like a sex move. Like, let's face it. Yeah. I- <laughs> I think it was no, apple it, it definitely sounds it, it definitely sounds like uh you know something out of uh Priscilla to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. Uh MPL Queensland, the draw we're released uh, today actually as we record this on the Tuesday. Uh so we kick off our season against Eastern Suburbs in an orange and black derby with line with uh, a cat um based big cat based that's a poor analogy. Anyway, it's an orange and black derby. Uh, starting away at Heath Park on the Sunday, the 7th of March. So season, teams the season well in the MPL starts, this season uh, in the men's. The season's season. proper starts uh, on the on the Friday with Penn Power, the winners of the MPL last year, versus mm-hmm. Logan Lightning, the winners of FQPL, which is apparently a, a new cup, which they'll all, apparently they're always going to open the season mm-hmm. with the winners of, the, of each competition taking each other on. So... Um, yeah, my team, Logan Lightning. Yeah, their pen power first game of the season. Well, yeah. Oof, bloody hell! What a what a, what a draw. First up. Well, will, will Logan Lightning be able to deal with the with the Seven Eleven doctor, mate? I don't know. You see, we don't have Seven Elevens down near Logan Lightning. That's the thing. So we don't know how it's going to work out. Oh, the doctor comes from a different angle. <laughs> okay. So yes. is, is it going to go across the field, or is it going to go down the field? Who knows? Is there um. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Have to... Yeah, we'll have, yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. There's um, I mean, normally I don't know if you've been to to Cornubia, the the home ground of Logan, but uh, there's a big gigantic uh, indoor sports hall right next to the ground, so it blocks off a lot of wind coming from anywhere through there. So, wind's a bit of I'd a to, tricky feature. I'd have to go on a road trip to prepare, mate. Mm. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'll just spend the weekend on the on the beach. Yeah. Do any good because the weekend is is after the game, but you know, spend the weekend on the beach. <laughs> uh, just some other fixtures as well. Lions are playing Gold Coast Knights, so they're two perennial uh, challenges up there as well. Kicking off the season, Brisbane Strikers hosting the Mackay Whit Sundays, Magpies Crusaders, United Football Club. So good to see them three, back three in the points competition from again after their hiatus. Yeah, yeah, they're back. Uh, Morton Bay United taking on Redlands United, United. Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Yeah. Should be some. Uh, I'm, I'm actually Olympic, looking forward to, um, to some good uh, Bayside derbies there. Capella by Redlands, that'll be a good one. Hey, Capella by Redlands. Um, yeah, I'll just be looking forward yeah, to getting out of Gold Coast. Those, uh, yeah. What's your local club, Ben? Absolutely. What's your, um, 
What's the local football club to you? Don't MPL or otherwise? Well, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple. There's uh, the um, yeah, there's a couple in a bit of a radius. Uh, you've got North Star. You've got uh, Zilmer Eagles. You've got um, yeah, the one just up the road there. Fucking what's its name? Um, yeah, Virginia, man. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia United. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, really up in the MPLW, mate. Yeah, so that that'll be uh, that'll be entertaining. I'm, I'm sure that will be. Uh, I'll go and get some lower level football in as well as the NPL. What's your, what's your local club there, um, Pricey? Is that uh, Strikers? Yeah, Strikers are the one that I can literally walk to Perry Park. I don't think there's anyone else closer. Um, but yeah, across otherwise Grange Thistle. I mean, Brisbane City aren't far away, so. Yeah, they're my sort of couple of locals, so I'd probably prefer Ghana, Brisbane City yeah. over Strikers. Um, get a wood-fired pizza, um, a bit of arachini balls, you know. Always a bit of a better atmosphere yeah. there. That, that, that yeah, Virgi- Virgi- than the phone booth. <laughs> yeah, Virgi- but, uh, Virginia United are literally walking distance from my house, but, you know, they also mm-hmm. don't have a grandstand, so, um, you know, it makes it a little <laughs> bit more of a challenge. But One time I've played at Virginia was way, 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 way back when I was playing uh, Sunday League sort of stuff, and uh, it was chock-a-block full of, we- uh, full of prickles and weeds, and it was like, this is not fun to play on. Do not fall. <laughs> like, if you fall, you'll be coming up with, like, yeah. picking stuff out of your arm. It was not fun. Uh, hopefully they've gotten on top yep. of that in the decade or so since I played that game. Hopefully they've had some I am going to say I doubt it. Mm. <laughs> Have they fixed the slope yet, Ben? There's a big slope on one of the pitches too. Have they fixed no, that? No, they have not. Uh, um, listeners should also let us know who, who your local ground is, who you are looking for, forward to seeing in the MPL or the FQPL or the FQPL2 or even lower than that, the, the BPL. Can we get onto our, the uh, overseas mm-hmm. listeners what your local club is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, MPLW has been expanded this year. Um, and so there's, I think there's 17 teams in it. So there's a whole bunch of Olympic, Virginia, Southwest Queensland, the QAS, Western Pride, Morton Bay, Kapalabar, The Gap, Logan Lightning, Lions, Penin Power, Mitchelton, Brisbane City, Suntra Coast Wanderers, Eastern Suburbs, Gold Coast United and South United are all in the comp. And But I think the better teams are sort of going to play each other more often and the, le- and the sort of teams they consider maybe lesser. So there's going to be sort of like a divisional split within split of it so um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised that north star didn't put their hands up for that because uh they're a big uh women's football um club as well so yeah uh, but yeah virginia united i can just walk down so that'll be nice there you go. north star are actually in the fqpl too this year they were one of the clubs that got into the um the new division in the men's so um i think they probably put a bit of bit of resources into making sure that got up and going um just to touch on that what was the i think the clubs are Kabultra, Coomera, Grange Thistle, there is another one close to you as well. That'd be a derby, yeah. wouldn't it? Grange Thistle and, and North Star. Oh, yeah. Between you guys. Yeah, yeah a little North Side derby there. Yeah, yeah Virginia. So they're all close to each other. Magic United on the Gold Coast, Sanford Rangers up in the sticks, um, Turinga and Virginia. So um, there you go. Actually, there you go. It's basically just all the clubs around you two, boys. Um, North Star, Virginia, and Grange Thistle all in the FQPL too. So that'll be a nice little. Uh, nice little Derby trio there. Yeah, Coomera Colts obviously coming out of the uh, um, the Gold Coast Football League and have made obviously the FFA Cup before. So yeah, it's a bit of a step up for them. And 
and a bunch of normal name, sort of similar names in the FQPL as well. So yeah, it's a bit of a new bridger between football Brisbane and probably really makes the Brisbane Premier League. The Brisbane Premier League is very much going down in sort of the the quality standards, but um, you know, it's sort of creating a whole pyramid that's more inclusive of the whole region. I think so. It yeah, creates a rail opportunity. So you're going to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to then go from the third tier to the top tier in. in you know, Southeast Queensland football, Queensland football. Um, so, you know, theoretically, Virginia United could end up playing strikers in the MPL or more likely in FQPL. Haha, <laughs> such as strikers. Um, so, you know. You, hey, I mean, Brisbane City down in the FQPL this year. So, you know, that, yeah. that's a big name club as such, you know. It's a huge name. They're playing Wolves, you Massive. know. Wolves are a big, Wolves are a big club. They're um, Wolves are one of the ones putting their hand up for Division 2. Right, I've always been a club. Southwest Queensland Thunder in that division. They came down a, a season or two ago. Sunshine Coast FC came down last, I think, season before last. So there's some big clubs in that um, in that second tier, um, which makes you know Logan getting bumped up to the uh, top division even better for me. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's um, pretty, uh, there's some pretty good sides and the pro rel of those divisions. Eventually, it'll get down to things like BPL, where it like splinters off to, you know, your regional comps like the BPL, like maybe a North Queensland equivalent or a Central Queensland equivalent, um, and uh, you know, it'll it'll allow people to allow clubs to be promoted into FQPL, but take time. Yeah, that's it, and you know, and then it, you know, it's also around sort yeah, of like pushing it, out I, some I'm of those just, extra I'm, standards and green club facilities. There you go, Ben. No, I was just going to say that just keen to get out and see some low level football. Um, seems like ages since it's actually, uh, you know, been something that's been viable to do. So, yeah, very excited to go and uh, check it out. If you want to see some really low level football, my team's playing at 6 30 on Friday night at Springfield. So, um, you yeah, know, you can see the absolute bottom of, uh, of football in Brisbane. Where's, where's, the, uh, where's the stream for that, Dave? I'll have standards, playing. Dave. <laughs> no stream, just get out there, mate. There's a bar. Uh, set your phone up on the oh, sideline, mate. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting expectantly for the stream. All right, well, you'll, you'll be waiting, but that's okay. Keep an eye out. Uh, yes, that was, um, yeah, and a, a lot of this, there was a lot of streaming still going on the NPL Queensland as well. So, um, you know, and we, and we might get your division up there, Dave, one day in the streaming stake. So, um, yeah, get behind you. And, and, uh, and we do have another, every and, game uh, of football will Rick be streamed. Of, yes, every game. Well, you know, I can't wait till I can place multis on your division as well. So, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I can't wait till I can place multis on my games too. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, right. Um, I'm sure there's a bookmaker already offering odds. I'll be backing. Who needs a Patreon when you have match fixing? <laughs> I'll be backing the overs on the 3.5 goals. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a defender. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, Radio, let's... Um, probably one of the... Yeah, the other bit of news was it was Valentine's Day for our game on Sunday. And, well, we saw a halftime proposal, didn't we? That's right. Richard Raw proposed at halftime, and Dave, you were able to catch up with him as well in a fortuitous piece of cross-promotion. 
it was it was completely unexpected i um as as Matt, some of you may have heard we had a, a sit down or a chat uh with richard raw um about a week or so uh prior to that um just getting his uh his story basically and um it was a fantastic chat you can you can hear it. it's called the rawcast fan files it's on our feed so just look us up on spotify or wherever you get your your pods for this it'll be there um and yeah the uh the big man himself managed to arrange a half-time proposal to his partner belinda i believe it was um so very exciting and um i think congratulations to richard and belinda Absolutely. And from, from everyone here at the Rawcast, it's a, a big congrats to him. Um, just to tie in with the uh, the fan files, of course, as I was saying beforehand, though, we also have another episode coming up this week. Uh, Raw fan in Adelaide, Tegan Walsh, uh, sat down with us. So we had a big chat with uh, with Tegan about kind of her journey uh, in football and um, her experiences at the football uh, for Brisbane and, and elsewhere. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great chat, w- well worth a listen. So um, keep an ear out for that to come through uh, Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're, of course, thinking that you've got yourself a story as well, you've got a bit of an interesting backstory, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll absolutely uh, be, be more than happy to have a chat with you and hear your story as well about um, your journey in football because it's what this uh, the Fan File series is all about. It's about getting your stories out to uh, out to everyone to have a listen to and, um, and uh, yeah, basically fill in the gaps that you don't see um, when, the, when the mainstream media, who are they, um, <laughs> talk about the Brisbane Raw as the club. The fans on the on the side are just as much a part of that story. So this is about getting your story out there. So get in touch uh, through our socials um, to uh, to let us know if you if you wanted to have a chat. Yeah, excellent, great work, Dave. Loving it so far. So yeah, get around them. You'll keep seeing them in the usual uh, feed. Which of course, if you are a regular subscriber, you know that uh, you can get across us on Facebook.com/slash/TheRawcast. At the Rawcast on Twitter is also as well. And these episodes are all uploaded Anchor.fm/slash/TheRawcast, but pushed out of course across all good podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Uh, Overcast, I think, was the other one as well. We saw a little bit of usage of. So, yeah, absolutely. Get around it and have a look out for them as well. So, you know, just a bit, a little bit extra fun content for you as well during the season uh, to, for you to mix up and mix into your regular listening schedule. Tipping, Dave? Yeah, we can do some of that. Do you want to know how we're, uh, how we're all sitting at the moment? We'll start yeah. off with... Don't, don't we have a Dave's game? No, not this week, mate. Not no. this week. I, I didn't get didn't get my shit together for that one. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's all right, mate. Next time. Next time. Um, we did. Um... Oh, I'm just devastated you joined. I'm just devastated you joined the um, the conversation, Ben. Otherwise, I was going to win. Yeah, we were. If you hadn't joined the pod up until now, we were going to run the joke that uh, there was a day's game, but Pricey wins on default, so he was going to take the win. <laughs> but we don't actually have a day's game, unfortunately. Um, bit of a bit of an update to this week, though. Um, some big, uh, some big results out of eight this week, of course, due to some of the um, cancelled games. Um, but this week, uh, we had myself and Pricey tipped three out of the eight that were there. Uh, Rick, Dan, and Yeshiva all got four, but uh, Ben, you got six, and the listeners also got six. So huge result for you guys this week. It leaves Dave. the uh, tipping score scoreboard with uh, Yeshiva getting into his rightful position of dead last uh, with twenty six points. <laughs> And uh, in second last with 30, a four-way tie for first place between Ben, myself, sorry, five-way tie, Ben, myself, Pricey, Rick, and the listeners, all on 32. So 
it's about as tight as you could imagine in the uh, in the tipping. Um, really, quite quite incredible stuff that it's so close. But um, this means that the next uh, how many games we got? One, two, three, four, six, seven, ten games or so. Um, pretty important, guys. So um, you want to get into it? We will get some tips out there. Absolutely. Get the tip in. Let's do um, it, and then we can wrap up the show. Let's start with let's start with the dub because you know the dub. Um, Newcastle hosting Melbourne Victory uh, on the I think that is actually the Saturday. It is. It's a Saturday. Newcastle versus Melbourne Victory. Um, it's Dan, not Thursday night football. No, no Thursday night football for some reason. Um, don't ask me why. Just not on. Um, I'll double check that. Make sure I'm not telling you fibs, but. Uh, I am wrong. Wow, am I wrong? Jesus Christ, Dave. Fucking hell. All right, let's start that again. Uh, we what have... Sydney versus Perth, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was the one I, I, I missed. Yeah. But let's put that one in there because, you know, we can definitely edit this stuff out. And I know you will because you're a professional, Pricey. <sighs> you're not going to edit it, are you? We're, we're, um... well, we're well known for our editing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Western Sydney versus Perth on the Friday. Um, I didn't get this tip from Dan because I hadn't put it into my list, so I'll get that from him later. Uh, Yeshiva, of course, is tipping all the away sides, um, so he's on Perth. Sucks to be him. Um, ben, what do you say? Western Sydney West, versus Perth. Western Sydney, please. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat there. What do you reckon, Pricey? Yeah, Western Sydney for me too. Excellent. Uh, Saturday, funnily enough, I didn't know... Don't know if you're aware, but there's a game on Saturday as well. Oh, Newcastle versus Melbourne Victory uh, in the Hunter. Um, but Dan has tipped Melbourne Victory, um, as has Yeshiva. I've also gone with Melbourne Victory. Uh, Pricey, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to go for a draw on that one. And uh, what do you reckon, Ben? So just to clear, just to clarify, this is the A League. This is oh, the dub. Okay, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I am going to go with Melbourne Victory, thanks. Excellent. Uh, Brisbane hosting Perth, as we spoke about earlier, in uh, in Lions Stadium. Dan has tipped Brisbane. Uh, Yeshiva, of course, with any waste size, tipped Perth. Uh, <laughs> well moved. Well moved. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, Brisbane for me, thanks, Dave. Uh, ben? <laughs> Brisbane. You might say that. I've also gone with Brisbane. Um, Sydney versus Adelaide on the same day. <clears throat> Dennis tipped Sydney. Yeshiva's tipped Adelaide because away sides. Um, ben, what do you reckon? I'm going to tip a draw here. You reckon Sydney are rattled? I'm, I'm tipping Sydney on this one. Uh, what do you reckon, Pricey? Yeah, Sydney for me too, please, Dave. Excellent. Uh, now we'll switch over to the A-League, where we have Adelaide hosting Central Coast Mariners um, in South Australia, of course. Uh, I have... Oh, sorry, uh, Dan has tipped Central Coast. Yeshiva, of course, being the wayside, has tipped Central Coast. I'm also going with Central Coast. Uh, what do you reckon, Pricey? Uh, I will go Central Coast. Good point. I think this is the first time I've tipped Central Coast this year. Oh, no, it's the second time. I haven't tipped Central Coast all that much. What do you reckon, Ben? I'll go the draw here. Bold move, my friend. Bold move, but fair enough. Uh, Western United hosting MacArthur. I was going to call him Macquarie for a second, but that wouldn't make sense. MacArthur. Um, MacArthur being backed by Dan. MacArthur being backed by Yeshiba. What do you think, Pricey? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, 
Yeah, where we got? Uh, yeah, MacArthur. Western United are hard to know how if they're getting good. Yeah, MacArthur. Yeah, I'm going to go with MacArthur. Thanks. I'm also going with MacArthur here as well. <clears throat> uh, Perth hosting Melbourne City in the game that may or may not happen, depending on lockdown. Um, Perth uh, being backed by Dan, of course, Melbourne City by Shiva being the away side. What do you reckon, Ben? I'm going to go with Perth here. Yeah, I'm back in Perth on this one as well. What do you reckon, Pricey? Yeah, I'll go Perth as well. It's a very samey sort of answers at the moment, but that's all right. I'm finding hard, I'd find it hard to believe that game's going to happen, to be honest. We'll, we'll tip it anyway. We had a couple of tips last yeah. round that didn't eventuate anyway, so we'll see how it goes. Um, Sydney versus Brisbane, as we previewed earlier. Um, Dan, backing Brisbane in on this one. Yeshiva also backing Brisbane in. Um, I'm on the draw. What do you reckon, Pricey? Uh, Sydney FC. And Ben. And Brisbane, thanks. Should be noted in the uh, in the dub, I tipped Sydney to beat Brisbane, and I am more than happy to give up that point. So there you go. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm going with with this one. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne, yeah, well, hopefully you're just the catalyst to getting us uh, getting us the win there, Pricey. That's um, what Warren Moon will play before they play. This pricey tip, Sydney boys, go out and prove that <laughs> asshole wrong. He puts it up on the uh, like the like the article on the on the wall. He just plays this audio. Back yeah. to Sydney. Tell him to fuck Sydney. Go smash him. Um, Melbourne victory versus Newcastle. And Dave tipped the draw. Fuck that guy. Um, Melbourne victory versus Newcastle. Um, Newcastle being backed by Dan. Newcastle obviously by Yeshiva as well. Um, pricey, what do you reckon? I think Melbourne Victory might bounce back here. They're much better at home. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go with Newcastle, thanks. Yeah, I'm back in the draw on that one. I think there's not too much to split them. They're both pretty ordinary. Um, Wellington hosting Western Sydney Wanderers uh, over there in the gong. Uh, Western Sydney being backed by Dan and Yeshiva. Ben, what do you think, mate? I'm going to go with the draw on that one. I'm back in Western Sydney and on that one. What do you reckon, Pricey? I'll go the Knicks. Someone has to. And the last game is Melbourne City versus Sydney FC. Um, Sydney being backed by Yeshiba and Dan, as well as myself. What do you say, Mr. Price? Uh, Sydney FC. So that would be delayed from this weekend, I imagine, is it? Sure. Don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in Google, my friend. So yeah. in Google. I find that Google's actually the best place to actually double check the fixtures because the A League website is an absolute trash bag. Um, what do you reckon? All those home games. <laughs> oh, yes, it's Sydney for me. Thanks as well. Alrighty, that's the tipping for this week. Well, um, I believe there is a game as well. I think we've tipped up to Tuesday. There's a game on the Wednesday next week, a couple of games on the Wednesday next week, but we'll include those in next week's show because we'll probably tip on the Tuesday uh, or do a show on the Tuesday next week. So we'll see how it goes then. But um, keep an eye out for our polls on the Twitter. They will probably go up uh, tomorrow morning while I'm on the bus going into work for the first time in 10 and a half months. And, we'll, um, and uh, you'll get a chance to pop your... Pop your say in there, so get around it. Sounds exciting, Absolutely. Yeah. Everything's exciting, Ben. Yeah. Oh, exciting times to go back to work, mate. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> 
mate, just if if everyone has to, if people have to go into to work, just an opportunity to plug in the broadcast fan files, give it a listen to you know what what the story is for that week. It's only. 23 24 minutes you know well one of them a little bit down the track will be a little bit longer but we're not talking more than 30 so that's a good little listen on the way into work or our way home from work all the way to and from a game you know perfect size little shows for that's not the main longer show longer than that for a game to <laughs> well look i didn't say it was going to work for the redcliffe drives i mean you know it might be a, the dub game yeah the dub game on the weekend absolutely perfect, perfect. for that length drive all right, that will do us for this week. Hopefully just a little bit shorter for you all there, listeners, as well, after we've had a couple of really massive weeks. Thank you very much, Dave. All right, mate. And thank you for gentlemen coming and joining us a little bit late there, Ben, but thanks all the same. Thank you, Pricey. Thank you, Dave. No worries. All right, we'll catch you again next week. Bye-bye, listeners. Love you.